Back to Ritter Me This. I uh, have a real good treat for you, uh, but we do have to go over today's date. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of March, 2021. It's tradition. You know that. Yeah, I know. Do you want me to do what everyone does? Oh my God, that's so cool. You want me? <laughs> oh man, that, that, you should just do that the whole time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for JD Lopez. What's going on, buddy? It's living. Learning, 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 wearing hugs. Right on. All right, JD Lopez, uh, host of Los Chupacabros, starring Pat Scott and Andres Besserell, and his little project, baby, that has been going on for two hundred and eighteen. Uh, yeah, something eighteen like that. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Left Give hand, it's left hand, right brain. Um, and Los Chupacabros is left hand, right brain productions. It's good to have you in my seat this time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, good to be here. I always love uh, being in a new pod. Yeah, me too. I'm not gonna do it yet. Okay, well I'm ready for this. I know. <laughs> what are you re- What are you ready the for? Movie. The movie. The movie right? you're gonna be playing. Your Disney Plus. I'll gi- I'll give you a hint. You ready? Okay. <clears throat> playing the keys. <laughs> Harry Potter? That's the song. But no, we're not watching that. Do you know what this okay, is? Okay, that was confusing. <laughs> it's not a Harry Potter song. No, I wouldn't do is that to Inspector you. Gadget? No. Oh. Uh, Tell the people what's going on right now in this movie. Uh, an old lady's pulling something from a conveyor belt at a uh, airport. Yes. This is pre-9-11. Of, um, uh, well, but no one's... Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I actually <laughs> did watch a documentary on 9-11 last night, and it was crazy. Just when that second plane hits, I get full-on oh, engulfed. This you know is one this of is? the Home Alones. Yes, it is. does not have Macaulay Culkin. Yes, it is. Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> it's Home Alone 3. Yes! Woo! <laughs> all right. Man, um, all the movies. Yeah, listen. I could have had the great mouse detective. <laughs> <laughs> that one's scary. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I grew up on that one. So. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay, so Radigan. I tried. I tried to guess Jeff Cohen for that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I was enjoying you guys your commentary on it. Well, this one is kind of like so god awful shitty, and then they have uh, like all these weird gadgets. This is like the Home Alone when gadgets came about because they only had like the Talk Boy yeah, for yeah, the last the for one. the first two, the best ones. Yeah, and then. Uh, I think the talk boy just came in the second one. It wasn't in the first correct, one. Correct. Correct. Yeah, okay. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, this one, like, watch. There's, like, you know, he runs out and gets this this cab and takes a picture with this, like, it's, like, weird, janky, high-tech stuff that you could, like, find at a toy store, basically. I think that's what they were going for. Um, I did just listen to your last episode of Chupacabros. Uh, I wanted to piggyback off something because you guys were talking about is Pat Scott Patrick Scott what is what is the whole thing he's doing so for those of you listening he's doing lint and he's giving up (laughs) social media but he posted about it (laughs) and still posts jokes Um, I don't know I think he's just like any other cafeteria Catholic or regular Catholic these (laughs) days that just picks and chooses what they want to do okay you know because we I think we talked about the the history of Lent and how it started with just like um uh giving up meat yeah 
fully for the whole 40 days. And then, you know, as time goes on, the church got a lot more lax on things. And they're like, oh, just on Fridays. And, you know, it just keeps getting wheeled down. Someone, I can't, sometimes I can't decipher you from Patrick as much in that as mm-hmm. Bessarel. But some one of you was talk. one of you people was talking about uh, some of their family cheating on Sundays. Is that? Yeah, that was my family. They it would was. always okay. give up sweets, uh, candy, things like that for Lent. So but we'd always have like family dinner on Sundays and we have dessert on okay, Sundays. Okay, so just one dessert. They weren't yeah. like bringing the fucking candy and No, like, no, okay, it was okay, like okay. a, you know, cheat day kind of thing. But it was it was a uh, like uh, in moderation cheat. Oh, there's the camera I was telling you about. Chill. Oh yeah, he's got a little handy cam here. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like even a camcorder; it's a camera. Yeah, it just went. It's a still <laughs> shot camera, yeah, yeah. and it's not like he could have just seen that from where he was standing. The yeah, so he took the a picture of a license plate, <laughs> and he he took the shot by squeezing his hand together. <laughs> yes, yes, this is going. This is and what I was looking for. Thank it you. It immediately for, came out on a Palm Pilot. Yes, that's what wireless. That, wireless. Yeah. Yes. So. Whatever year this was done in, uh, you want to hop on that for me? As you know, I I, I make my guests look all my shit up. (laughs) I've heard that more recently. Hmm. Yeah. um, Everyone really enjoyed the uh, Lord of the Rings talk there, by the way. Oh, yeah. Who listened? 1997. It was pre-9-11. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, I remember... When yeah, because they wouldn't just let you grab all the stuff like they were doing in the movie. Yeah, and there's like a bomb chip in that little car, apparently, so... Mm. Mm. Poor taste. This is not This is not a Disney movie, is it? Oh, it's Fox. Yeah, so... And Disney and Fox. Are we getting the reverb the whole time? Or is that just in my headphones? I think it's just in your headphones. Okay. It, there's a slight latency in mine, so okay. I don't know. I was know. just curious, though. I was like, man, you're just really making it hard for people to listen. <laughs> hello 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 (laughs) no uh yeah it's been a little different with that one versus the condenser because when i would speak it would capture the whole room so i would just dial mine down and pump theirs up been a lot of things and uh for those who listen to the show peter miller might be selling me his old condenser mic so nice good luck on that but the greenwood village hobbits has revolutionized the way you think about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, dude, I was actually... I watched that whole thing. I watched the extended cut. You watched all, like, episodes? Yeah, we Mallory and I watched the whole fucking thing, and it's so rough. <laughs> I don't doubt it. My wife, Mallory. I know, I know. Uh, the light of my life. What was this the, is for the audience. Yeah, what was the uh, favorite part of uh, that whole thing? Her favorite part is when Arwen shows up. Oh, really? This little preteen... With braces, <laughs> she's just like a lot of the, I'm Arwen, <laughs> Frodo, don't give up, Ningo Naitha, blah 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 blah. She's trying to oh, get I around her braces. Were, I thought you were about to do it. No, nah, I don't know the fucking. I don't know Elvish that well. The only I just know her name is Arwen uh, Evenstar. Uh, the no, she's the Evenstar of her people. Arwen. Ah, shit, I can't remember her. That's full okay. Name, like I her whole elf name. I commemorate you for for trying there. Yeah, yeah. And and if anyone wants to go listen to the episode that we did at his <laughs> place, I mean, there's there's a nerd flex like I've never seen <laughs> on Lord of the Rings, and made me feel a little inferior. But Arwen Elbereth Gilthoniel, even Starver people or something like that. No, Elbereth Gilthoniel. That's a Elbereth is a different elf. Or no, she's like a Maiar, I think, and she's in the stars or. Some shit. That's how the, who they always call out to. 
Okay. Elbereth, and she's part of uh, the Silmaril. The light of that star is actually the Silmarillion? Silmaril. Yeah. Well, Silmarillion. That's part of, of the, the 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 Silmarillion is kind of like the Bible of okay. Lord of the Rings. It's like, and then they have like three different chapters. And there's the Valaquenta, which is like what happens before Middle Earth is made, and they go into all the gods characters. They're not mm-hmm. technically gods, angelish things. The hard thing is not comparing it to other things. You can't, you shouldn't compare Manway to you know Zeus because he's not okay. exactly Zeus. You know, but so they it's hard. have like similarities. As yeah, well. there there's some crossover because you know Tolkien was a big. Uh, He's a big Norse mythology guy. He's got okay. some Greek in there. There's a whole pantheon of gods, if that's what you want to call them. That's so cool. I mean, I always think about, like, well, you asked me what book I was on in Harry Potter. Yeah, dude, I want to talk about it. I want to get into the nerd Let's stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, they just started the competition of the uh, Triwizard Cup where i am in, in okay. the book right now yeah you got to get off reading it and listening and just listen bro you think so you're gonna get through it so much faster that, that's true i you know and i do like uh and i need to nerd out about this shit so <laughs> this is my fix yes it is i mean you never nerded out on home alone the first two yeah i mean not these ones no i have a home alone i, I can maybe book. grew out of it have i told you about that is that like uh the script I don't really I th- it's based off screenplay is what it says. Well, yeah, cuz it wasn't a book first. <laughs> right. Um but you know, the stuff that they cut out and whatnot. I I actually did this on my last before I revamped rid of me this. I uh narrated Home Alone to the book. Um and I played the like little bang, ding, 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 as like a chapter change on the guitar in between. It was pretty sweet, but um Something was off about my microphone levels, and it just sounded super scratchy. So I just said, Psh, hmm. "Screw it." What's going on in the movie right now? Uh, I just there's a older sister, uh, apparently character, mm-hmm. and it looked like somebody I recognize from movies nowadays. Yep. But they didn't really show her too. She's in up. Avengers right now. Oh, okay. All right. Scarlet Joe. That's Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I could barely see her face, so I was like, she was like writing uh, formulas down on her shoe. She's yeah, obviously she go getting ready to cheat on a <laughs> t- yeah, test. And did then, you do that a lot? I always wrote really tiny on a piece um, of paper, put it right here by my crotch, and I just looked down at it. And you was, ever get my caught? Whole, no. And my I, whole thing growing up or when I was in school was like, they don't want to even say anything to me because they think I'm just staring at my crotch. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know if you saw this girl post in Denver Comedy. Uh, she was like, hey, like I'm doing my first show. She's reached out to me. Stoney's is going to be her was first. Was that just like today? Yeah. I think I saw something on Facebook. Okay, her name's Haley Herzog, and I think she reached out to me because I think I know her older brothers, <laughs> and they got caught cheating. They're, they're twins, Cameron and Blake Herzog. They got caught cheating in one of my science classes, and uh, they, they were not doing as sly as you talked about. They had literally the answer sheet down and then the test on top of it uh, and they bold. were going that's bold yeah it is and uh mr burton walked by and like he moved their test <laughs> and saw it a, and, and then i, I forgot who, which one they go i wasn't using it <laughs> but they were good excuse yes they got you can see why they were cheating yeah look at scarlett johansson Not the brightest bulbs in the brewery that is some bad makeup for chicken pox there. 
Yeah, that little kid there really trying to make him the next Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> it, he's from some other things that I can't really remember what he's from, but um. Uh, yeah, like some movie where there's like a monkey, and they like solve a crime or some shit. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, back to Lord of the Rings, guys. So the yeah. Silmarillion is part of the bigger story in there, but it refers to the Silmarils that were made which are these things that were made by the light of these trees that get destroyed by Morgoth, which is Sa- uh, Sauron's uh, predecessor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole, like, Jedi, like, master. Uh, Padawan learner, but, like, yeah. Sith lord. Yeah, and- Sith thing going on. And then when Morgoth gets banished, then Sauron, like, steps up. So whatever happened to Saruman? He just got, like, they just had the trees babysit him? No, he gets. You, you, have you read? You've read the books? No. Let me spoil it. I, spoil it. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up going. Uh, the trees let him go because uh, Treebeard. He's like, I, I can't stand to see anybody, anything caged up. Oh. So really? he eventually lets him go, but he he gives him the keys to Orthanc, and so him and Wormtail go off. Wormtail. Yeah. Wormtongue. Sorry. Wormtail. Okay. Sorry. We're talking. Okay. Lord, we're getting yeah, Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Say, my bad. Say. My bad. Wormtongue. Uh, go off to um they start just you know wandering around and then they run into uh aragorn with arwen and the, the gandalf and all the hobbits when they're going back to hobbiton after the whole events of you know the the, the destroying of, of the ring yeah yeah and okay. all that jazz and so he and then gandalf's like has pity on him and um so does frodo really they, they like you know they're all like nice to him and he's like fuck you guys I'm going to get back at you for being decent to me. So they go off and he hightails it to Hobbiton before they get there. And he starts. And when they refer to, oh, Sharky's going to be mad. Like, cause that's, that's Saruman. Okay. They, yeah. Cause he's in, he's in Hobbiton and he's living in fucking Frodo's house. He's living in bag in fucking shit up. And then, uh, he eventually comes out and again, they're just too decent to him. And Wormtail or Worm Tongue ends up killing, like stabbing him in the back. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's the guy that was uh, whispering in um, the King of Rohan's ear the whole yeah, time. Yeah. I didn't know that was his name. Worm Tongue. But um, anyway, is it Worm Tongue? I don't know. Is it? Wor- I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm, I'm thinking Harry Potter right now. Shame on you. I know. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is in all in the book of Return of the King. Yeah, yeah, that all happens towards the end. So why they just did not? There's a big put... chunk of the book left after he destroys the ring. There's a oh good, really? Yeah, a quarter of the book left. Oh, so just for movies and sneaker. yeah, they cut all that shit out in in the movie because they could. Were you get okay with that or no? Man? Obviously not. As a purist, yes. I mean, I wanted to see all that stuff because it's just being more in the world, which I enjoy. Right. And then you get to see everyone like step up, like uh, uh, Pippin really steps up. And he goes and he gets all the uh, the Breelanders because he's like, what are Breelanders? They're the, the hobbits that live in Bree. Okay, okay, okay. Are not Bree. Uh, fuck, dude. I'm I'm such. I'm not representing so myself just, good here. You should just listen to this on audio tape. <sighs> I will re-listen again. <laughs> I will re-listen again. I was just about to re-listen to uh, all the uh, Game of Thrones. So my mind oh. my mind is in a completely different place right now. But well, uh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, he's a took. Right, so Pippin is like the most royal of all the hobbits that are hanging oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like the son of the great Took. Oh, like, fool he's of a, a Took. Yeah, he's a descendant of like the the man. 
Can you do your best Gandalf fool of a toque for me? <laughs> he takes a sip of water, everybody. LaCroix. <laughs> fool of a took. Yeah. Sounds better with the reverb. It does. It yeah. does. I don't know if that's just I've been putting people through this insanity <laughs> forever and you're a podcaster, so you're like, wow, this is uh Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I mean hearing the reverb in my in my ears is uh I think it helps people talk a little slower. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, I got some good news for you. Um can't wait. <laughs> uh we work with some high schoolers and uh at my restaurant and they got a hold of the write in process. Oh, cool. I don't know how immature this will be or not. But I feel like we should just get right into it. Yeah, sure. I'm excited. <clears throat> uh, first one from Anonymous. Hey, Ethan. That zit above your right eye, how is that looking? Thanks. That's what they said. It looks fine. It's it's growing a little bit. You know, those things take time. Yeah. It was weird because right when I w- went back to work, I put the mask on. I thought I would get zits under the mask and like my right here on my right forehead just broke out and then it all came to one <laughs> i think it's the antibody to to the virus if you the what the virus the virus the virus okay. yes yes sorry that's just it's very goo <laughs> <laughs> that movie got weird <laughs> it did starring the rock all right no it wasn't <laughs> okay it was zolo from <laughs> cobra kai <laughs> and ellen yeah. Uh, fan. L. Fanning. Ella Fanning. L. Fanning. L. Fanning. Yeah. She related to uh, Dakota Fanning? Yeah, she's her younger sister. You're kidding. Okay. Nope. <laughs> the Fannings. Oh, we talked about Apparently that. Apparently, they're going to be in a movie together. I was talking to my wife about that. Big. Would you like to read this one? No. I don't like reading. You don't? Okay. Sounds good. This I'm one an is. an audio guy. This one's called Pube and Mouth. Um, this is says. Ethan is sus of sus sus as fuck at mypenne.com. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's the email? Yeah, they just write that. All right. My buddy was in 10th grade and was in need of a hookup. The guys found him some du- dusties to hang out with him to get a hookup. I don't know what any of this is so dusties. far. I mean, you're like, what, 15 in the 10th grade? 10th grade. 15, 16, 16 yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, these okay. are all like there's... You don't need to get laid when you're 16. <laughs> <laughs> you think you do. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely when you're the most desperate. Yeah. The guys found him some dusties to hang with him to get him a hookup. This chick is crazy. A literal bush of hair and had a even bigger bush downstairs. I don't get that. Oh, all right. The guy was flirting a bit at a park drinking with her. I drove them back to my place and then he took her to bedroom to her bedroom to have wait, Jesus Christ. I don't they didn't edit this. I drove them back to my place and he and then he took her to bedroom to have their Is this fun. guy a pimp? Why is he driving this person around? I don't know. Let me take you to the park to hook you know, meet this person, the man apparently. <laughs> All right, so he took um I have to go back to, uh, took him to the bedroom to go have their fun. They were in there for about 35 minutes and I'm just hanging in the other room and all of a sudden my friend sort of panicked and rushed to the bathroom. Thought he was 
cleaning up or some shit, but no, this man was picking a pube out of his teeth, all in caps. How he, does he know? Well, I don't know. Let's, let me, right let me, let's see. He ate her out and didn't position himself the right way and went face first towards the massive bush. He didn't know she was packing a fat bush, but soon after decided to stop. This was such a tragedy for his first time eating someone out. He uh, has... His first time? Says he has... He was dry, no pussy for 11 months after. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking short story over there. (laughs) I guess. This is such a weird story to talk about. Uh... For a couple reasons. Okay. The, the this is biggest, like an inside joke thing you know about? No, no. I okay. so I said write in a couple stories, and this is one of the ones they, they decided on. My biggest thing, the biggest red flag, is uh, he didn't position himself correctly. But, like, from all the rest of it, it just sounds like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah, anyway. Like, like he's a fucking... High like diver, a, yeah. What's <laughs> going on? The entry fucking... point of his tongue, like I don't really understand that. Um, so, like, and, and it's also kind of weird, like how you mentioned, like, is he a pimp? Is he driving him back and forward? Right, right, right. How involved is he with the process? <laughs> yeah, who is he trying to get laid? Is it the guy that they met in the park, or is it the it girl? Was a friend, a friend. And they met the girls, brought the girls back to his place. Maybe his parents weren't so there. So this or is a guy. Yes. And they met a girl with a bushy hairdo as well as a big bush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got that right. So then, well, the weird part's when he says, all of a sudden, my friend sort of panicked and rushed to the bathroom, so I thought he was cleaning up or some shit. Okay. So he saw him dart from the bathroom or from the bedroom to the bathroom. Because he's obviously watching from a peephole jerking off. <laughs> Dude, I was almost there. uh, What the fuck? Finished my thought there. Um, And then I wonder if he like ran up and was like, "What's going on?" (laughs) Yeah, and he like like, was picking out a powwow. Yeah, and I'm sure that uh, the janitor from uh, Scrubs is one of the cops in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, it is. He's also a uh, cop in uh, that Harrison Ford movie where he's like, it was the one-armed man. (laughs) The Fugitive. Yeah, The Fugitive. (laughs) Um, It wasn't me. Yeah, so that guy's also in the middle. He's the dad in the middle. Right, right, yeah. If that helps everyone else, too. I thought my references were better, but... Well, you know, we'll agree to disagree there. (laughs) (laughs) The mom's actually kind of hot. She looks like what Scarlett Johansson was going for with her hair in the second uh, Iron Man movie. It's like super curly. Yeah, it, uh, red hair. I love how like a couple years before this, this was like the style in my opinion, like for like a mom. in the late 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my mom would used to perm her hair a lot and mm-hmm. I hated it. My mom had I like been like you got to stop doing that. Bangs like that. And she was like, "Shut up, Jamie. You got no fashion." <laughs> <laughs> and then she beat me. Um, that she didn't beat him. Everybody, I'm no, sorry. I mean, it was it was more of a verbal abuse from my mom. <laughs> Did you deserve it? I mean, it's in a certain point. Yeah, I mean, it's a cycle of violence. Is you know, it can where be does never it start? Ending. Where does it end? Yeah, exactly. It's a snake eating its own tail, much like Aragorn's ring. That symbolizes his right to rule, you know, um, 
is it a or, snake eating, eating its tail? I think so, yeah. A Something serpent like eating that. its own tail, and then it's an emerald with emerald eyes. It's okay. Like, so would you ever um, <laughs> own jewelry like that? I would. I mean, if it was nice, yeah. I don't like uh, cheap, yeah, cheap, tacky stuff. Uh, the nerdiest ring I've gotten so far is I watched uh, a bunch of um, all the Pirates of the Caribbean over uh, quarantine. Yeah, nice. And I saw this ring that had a little uh, map on it. Oh, like dude, a little that's treasure sick. map. Yeah, I like it. it. it, it I thought There's it was gonna be more of a ship. matte silver. Yeah, 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 and it's more of a shiny silver, but uh, silver nonetheless. So my girl and I did that for quarantine as well for the first shutdown. All the pirates. Pirates. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how fucking good those movies are. First three, especially, great. Especially for the time. Because, like, when we were looking up, we were like, what What year was this made in? And it was, like, pretty groundbreaking from what yeah, I remember. 2006, I think, was the first yeah. one. Yeah. Because I remember graduating high school or in, being in high school and that being really popular. Yeah. 2004, just, maybe? It might have been the first one. Yeah. I think that's, like, four 2006-ish. But, like, the graphic design in that was, like, bonkers good. Yeah, yeah. When they were, like, going in and out of the moonlight. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I always had this thought about uh, the dumbest thing in that movie, but it's like kind of a cool Disney like kind of aspect is when um, Bootstrap Bill and or William Turner and um, William Turner and uh, Will. What's his fucking name? Jack Sparrow. They're going underneath the water with the boat that they're holding on to. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, and the air pocket in there. No, that yeah. works. No, it doesn't. I mean, if it's airtight, I don't know if a rickety old boat would work, but but wouldn't the you bubble... can go underwater like that. I mean, people do that. I thought the bubble would raise you up. I mean, yeah, you have to physically be strong enough to hold that thing down because, yeah, the air is going to want to bring it up. But uh... So you would have to get the perfect bubble pocket, mm-hmm. but you think you could do that. I mean, I don't. I mean, people Not can you. do that. I don't really? think I could do it, but I mean, I know that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, I've seen people do stuff with like a clear. It's like a clear bubble, so it's almost like a fishbowl that they're going under with, and then just kind of looking around. And then you're just breathing in carbon monoxide, so you got to go fucking. Yeah, you can't do it forever. Right, you know, right. Just like anything. Or if someone didn't brush their teeth, like Jack Sparrow probably didn't brush his teeth. Yeah, no one brushed their teeth back then. Especially during quarantine, I would go weeks without that shit. Brushing your teeth? <laughs> well, you did have a broken collarbone, so you could just use that. You can't do it with my left hand. Did your girlfriend have to take care of you like that? Like wipe your butt and stuff? <laughs> Everyone asks. That was the first question I asked her when I found out it was broken. Will you wipe my butt is the well, first question you asked her. I put a very controversial bidet in the bathroom that is yeah, shared I love upstairs. a bidet, dude. It's great. Does I, it get hot water? No. It was ah, only thirty five bucks, but uh, we went seventy five bucks. Got the hot and, water, and the hot bro. water. Yeah. So you got it. That's a much more complex like <laughs> hookup, right? Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. You got to be able to turn off the fucking water to your sink to to the bathroom in general. I, oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I had to do, but the, my, our house that we, my wife and I rent right now, is so fucking you, uh, old. Hold on for one second. So you could take a phone phone call. You're interrupting my story. Uh, Peter, what's up? Uh, we're on the podcast right now. Can we call you later? Say what's up to everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hope you're having a splendid day. This is Peter who? Peter Miller. You'll listen to some episodes and find him. Hey, we got to go, bud. Thanks. Totally. Bye. Totally um, anyway, so back to that. 
Okay, so I'm put. Well, this is like right before quarantine, so it was like perfect timing by my wife to get the the bidet. Oh, you did. Yeah, and because uh, you guys didn't have to go buy toilet paper, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, there's still some cleanup you got to do. <laughs> you know, what is all right? Talk to me about the process. Okay, so you had I had to uh, turn off the water to the bathroom, but the screw thing that would turn off the water usually it's just like a handle that you turn just like any other faucet yep. thing yep. but this is so ground down it was just a nub and i was trying to turn it off with some uh pliers that we had in the house i'm not a plumber so i don't have all the fucking equipment <laughs> was it stripped yeah it's all stripped dude so i couldn't turn it off and i was like okay i'm just gonna um i, I you know drain the water from the back of the toilet or whatever but you still have to hook it up to the the water source correct and so i was like i'll just do it real quick how, how bad could it be so I take off the water line while there's still running water coming through, just fucking buckets. Oh my god! I was like, dude. oh, I'm just gonna aim it into the bathtub, you know. So I was trying to <laughs> aim it into the bathtub, aim the hose, <laughs> while I'm fucking trying to screw this thing on. But the pressure of the water coming out, I couldn't, couldn't get the get screw it. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, I'm soaked at this point. Just, uh, it was cold. It was snowy outside, so I didn't want to go turn the main light off either. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like just drenched in fucking water. Water's all over the bathroom. What, I finally get this thing on. Wood floors? Yeah, it's uh it's actually um oh, what vinyl. Call it? No, um uh shit. It, it's got it's a penny floor like at uh, Syntax and uh Okay. It's it's got a po- I can't remember what's Polyester. It's, a po- epoxy. It's epoxy. epoxy. Okay, so that it was okay. It didn't like seep into it. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, there's so I mean, it got all over, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I finally forced this thing on, right? Get it all hooked up. Think I'm good, at least with the cold water. Find out I fucking missed the washer on there, so it won't stop oh, leaking. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah, we we put the, some plumber's tape on it and mine, but it still kind of slow drips. Uh, I have to redo it again, but I mean, they they're like it's so easy. You can do it in this amount of time, but I think next time you should turn on a camera before you do some plumbing. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> And just that time would, lapse. I would have ruined my camera with all the water. So then I ended up having to go outside, turn the main uh, line to the ho- whole house off. Yeah. Because I couldn't do it just in the bathroom. And then there's a the whole thing with getting under the sink to to hook up the hot, hot water, water too, which is a bitch. But. Right. Um. Overall, though, everything's good now. Yeah, yeah. Once you get, you know, because it's like a. I don't know, like it's not like a button you press and it's just like a, a nice little uh splash of water. It's like a on and off gauge. It's yeah, like yeah. A, I don't know what you'd call it. It's like a lever. Yes. And so it's like, you know, plastic, so you you pull the lever and it just full blast right in your butthole. I mean yeah. it took a while for me to get used <laughs> to, to ease it. up on that. Yeah, it's yeah, like to, a clutch. To figure out yeah, how to figure out the light touch you need. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise it'll scare you. Yeah, and it hurts. It it can, yeah. Just yeah. bam right yeah, on there. Yeah. But I noticed that like I only needed like two or three pieces of toilet paper after I put the bidet in, like per just per, straight up squares. Pretty much Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue University. Purdue them. So yeah, I mean, my thing was like I I love wet wipes. I'm all um, about them. Mm, it so, ruined our plumbing. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Did you we le- had to use too many. I guess I don't know. I mean. uh we had to do a whole thing. We had like three different plumbers come in. They had to Damn. run the line all the way from the, the bathroom. To the, yeah, all the way down to the main line <laughs> in like the street. Holy shit! But it turns. It also turns out that there was like a the 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 plumbing uh, tube or whatever had like fallen. So oh. there was like a lip 
that it had to get over. So it was like a pee pipe that you didn't know about. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever. So like all the all the uh, wet, wet wipes. wipes built up and it pushed it all back from the. I bet they went. The and then plumber went, told me anyway. The, but they couldn't get it in from like outside. They had to go from a different from the toilet. Yeah, from a, the toilet over. Oh man! Because they couldn't get over that lip that was outside. Yeah. So the landlord had to go down there and fucking put some cement and raise it up. So you guys like are sunk. saying no more wet wipes at your house? No, no more wet wipes. Yeah, <laughs> just the even though they're lovely. Some... Yeah, they're nice. They're nice, but apparently they kill the environment. So. Oh, they do. Yeah, you know, even though like they're like things. biodegradable and like flushable. They say they flushable, but my landlord kept saying he was just like, "You only put toilet paper down the toilet." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "All right, dude." So what would All I? Right, old man. If I were to like stay at your house and dog sit for a month, would I have to have like a bucket? You'd use the bidet <laughs> in no <Yeah>. wet wipes. <laughs> I mean, what if, the only what wet if wipes I'm you'd have is what you brought yourself. Yeah, yeah, I brought the wet wipes, but I'm respecting the 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 policy at your house okay. would i just have to have like my own little your own little ship what yeah what if i went down to uh savers and got like a can. old briefcase and just apparently that's what they do in uh south america because the plumbing can't handle any kind of uh south paper. america yeah i thought someone told me that about chicago once <laughs> <laughs> and I was, everyone in chicago's just putting their toilet paper toilet in. paper in a thing yeah and then i'm like Maybe. thinking about it and i'm like my ass is dirty when i take poops like in the it's the first initial toilet square I, I wouldn't put that in i can't go back to non-bidet man um, my wife and i have gone to visit her parents a couple times over the core you would and, bring uh, one no we're, we're like for christmas we're yes. definitely getting you a bidet because yeah. we're there for like a week and my asshole's yeah. raw dude it's, yeah it's just uh, not pleasant. It's a weird thing to get used to, but, like, my friend that visited, uh, shout out to Pierce. Uh, Pierce went out to Japan, and he was, like, everywhere had it. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the bidets. Yeah, and then he's, but it's, like, supposedly, like, better for, like, everyone's health. It's better for the environment. And I mean, um, it's a cleaner butthole, so I imagine. Me too. Is, yeah. Um, Did you say me too? Hashtag me too. <laughs> And uh, yeah, dude, fucking, oh, I can't wait to watch what's going on uh, right here. It's uh, the he just uh, duct taped a video camera, a little camcorder to his uh, remote control RC, car. yeah, car, and the, he just drove it over to the other person's house. Oh, this is so. And, but weird. he's got a live feed, yeah, which is that not makes possible. No sense. <laughs> <laughs> In nineteen ninety-seven, over here, and this is some like. That is some masterful driving with an RC car. Yeah, I mean, he's a... Like, if he were a drone kid, like, he would be winning championships. Yeah, yeah he's probably what uh, the drone kid Obama used to drone all those <laughs> innocent people in Iraq. This is the Obama drone kid? <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to that, he went to Japan, and uh, they have, like, heated stuff, air blow dryers, and, and then, like, you can hit a button, and it'll, like... They say sing to you, but it's just like it's like music or whatever. He put one of those in his house, and I like sat down on it, and there's like a heating aspect constantly. It's heated constantly, and it, I it scared me, and I was like, dude, the heater scared me. He's like, yeah, it feels like some big ass trucker dude just sat on there for twenty minutes. Did you just see what he did? Yeah. Ex explain that to um <laughs> oh, God. the. So uh, he's got this RC car with the camera mount, and he's uh, spying on what the burglars are doing in the house next door. 
or across the street, and uh, he couldn't get down these stairs that weren't on his little map that he drew about the, the schematics of the house. <laughs> so of his and, neighbor's house. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's um, there's a rug under the the car, so he uh, he like gassed it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it when you do the wheels? Burn out. Yeah, he burned out the wheels to. Uh, to move the carpet over the stairs. And it was not like a big staircase. It's like three steps down into the living room or whatever. Yeah. And he, uh, so the carpet covered the stairs so his car could go uh, over the stairs. And now he just got busted by one of the burglars. (laughs) And they're all in like funny, like, uh, like disguises throughout, throughout the, um, and he goes going to grab for it. Oh no, man. These, I, these, I wonder how you get typecasted for like bad guy for Home Alone now that Joe Pesci and and uh, Daniel Stern are out, you know. Uh, well, they went British on this movie. I think they're like a British. Uh, what do you call them? Not master thieves, but but international. Yeah, like, international yeah, thieves. Yeah, like uh, thieves, and uh, yeah, I guess you got to go across the pond after uh, Joe Pesci. And then uh, here comes a little. And they added a woman, because uh, you know. All right, and now he has, <laughs> he has a remote control, right, with or a, a channel changer with a scope on it, and he's pointing, which would ha- have no, it would do nothing to the, yeah. do the to the remote. <laughs> but he has a TV remote with a scope on it. He looks out of his window and changes the channel at the house that the robbers in. Across the street, dude. Like breaking this movie down right now, and then like the play-by-play, and then like thinking about like the writers in the writer room for this. It's like, and then he's gonna spin the wheels and burn <laughs> out and shoot the rug. Yeah, they're all just doing cocaine. <laughs> Do you think room. Christopher Columbus did? Oh yeah, probably. That do- all right. So Christopher Columbus did like what? Sixteen Candles, Home Alones. He did. uh Pretty much every like cheesy eighty ninety family movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, he did. Also, did the first two Harry Potters and. Did he? Yeah. Oh wow! I just listened to him on a podcast not too long ago. I think I can't remember which one. Oh, it was Nerdist. Nerdist. Yeah, yeah. I've never listened to that. I mean, it's a it's a great one. I think it's worth it's listening a, to. Yeah, depend. I mean, you know, just pick a guest you like, and it's changed a lot now. It's called uh, ID Ten Three because he sold the rights to that name Nerdist. Oh, really? To Legendary, yeah. So now Nerdist is Legendary, the film company. Yeah, yeah. Really, they, they took the rights to it to and, a podcast. Uh, yeah, well, just the brand because it started off. He, you know, Chris Hardwick was an actor uh, turned host of the un, not that un, that date show on uh, yeah. MTV. Couldn't get any work for a long time, and so he started a blog, which was Nerdist, and he would talk about all this nerdy stuff, and then he started a podcast, and then he blew up from that. Interesting. Yeah, and then so then they took Nerdist, he sold it to Legendary, and then when all of his accusations and all that stuff came out, they like separated themselves from him as much as well, they could. Well, yeah, I remember there being accusations. Do you remember what they were? Uh, one of his ex-girlfriends said he was like verbally abusive. Okay. And like demanded sex. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, it just wasn't great. She put out some article. Okay, so here's something I want to talk about, uh, and I think you and I have talked about the T.J. Miller thing. Yeah, he's actually gonna be in the Springs this weekend. I saw. That's what I thought. Um, I was thinking about going down and checking him out. Yeah, why not? What was what was I'd his allegations? Podcast. 
from my understanding, and we actually looked at this up on a Los Chupacabras not too long ago. Okay. Um, well, it's from his college days, mm-hmm. and uh, a former or an ex-girlfriend had said that he was, was violent or something. Yeah, and like had raped her. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, yeah I it was, I found the same thing, but it didn't seem to be conclusive. They were more just like yeah, because the college did a whole thing, uh, like trial or whatever. Yeah, and they found him not guilty. Oh, okay, okay. So it never went to like state court, federal no, court. No, because I think the, the whatever the school or whatever they dealt they with do the, their thing, and then if they deem that they find hit that it's like, you know, if they find him guilty, then they can take it to okay. So TJ Miller from Silicon Valley, um, I think he's from Denver too. Yep, yep, from Denver. Uh, he showed up a couple of years to the oldest open mic in Denver. Longest called, open, yeah, longest running open mic, Lion's Lair. Lion's Lair, R.I.P. It's gone now. I think so. Oh shit! I'm pretty sure, man. I drove by and it looked like institution. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping it would come back just because of. Uh, it's a great place to practice when yeah. the bartender's smashing glasses into the trash can. <laughs> and you're like, all right, it stinks in here. Yeah, um, you weren't around the Squire days, huh? Not really, no. Yeah, yeah. I thought Squire was mainly like play guitar and shit open mic. No, I mean, not that I know. Okay. It was always a. The sh- it was like notoriously known as like the meanest open mic. The meanest? Yeah, in the United States for a long what? time. What? Yeah, some, someone wrote an article about about it. Someone um, like Preston Tompkins wrote an article? <laughs> Preston or not, Tompkins. No, no, I'm thinking of uh, Byron. Byron Graham? Yes. Uh, no, this is before his time. For Westworld. Okay, yeah, Westworld. Westward. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who got a hold of it. Um, if you check out that book, The Humor C- Code, uh, written by Peter McGrath, some other guy, J- something Wenzel. He, uh-huh. he was a writer for, um, I think, the Denver Post. And uh, that and this was back like probably in like 2000, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember who's running it, but yeah, he was a dick. So right on. <laughs> well, okay. So basically, the story goes that he shows up to Lion's Lair, and someone doesn't give him. I won't name who it is, but they don't give him a set. Yeah, which I don't. I think that I was think a little was not great. Me but. too. And I, I kind of like. Uh, I don't know. Just because you had allegations, or that whatever. was Byron and Roger Norquist, though, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, you just go ahead and name him. I well, why care. not? I mean, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. I don't think they'd care either. Yeah, they. I mean, he wrote a fucking article about it, actually. So, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's public. So he's getting his. He's getting his, his own two cents out of it. Right, right. And I was, I was bringing this up to someone because I'm. All right, just another announcement. Next week, this will be coming out a couple days before. I'm gonna release this on Sunday, and then Tuesday the ninth, come out to Stoney's off Eleventh oh, yeah. and Lincoln. When you're open mic now. Yep. So I was like, what if TJ Miller were to show up? And they're like, he's in the Springs this weekend. He might be through. I'm 100% going to give that guy time on stage. And I don't think you're wrong for that. I mean, he, like you said, I mean, it's public opinion at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he was found not guilty. He has done some weird things, you know, like he, he like called a bomb threat on a, on a bus. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, a bus? Yeah, the train in New York or something like oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. And, uh, but, I mean, he's also had brain surgery, so he's, like, maybe not all there. Okay. Well, and, I mean, uh, he's preaching to the choir then. I'm not all there. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. There there <laughs> are ways you can look at it that you could get make an excuse, but also there's no excuse. I mean, it's all just, like, you know, however you feel about it. I don't know. I don't know what... Um, 
I think uh, Byron and and Roger took a moral stance on that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and did, I know other they... people have said that he they've heard other accusations of him being like a rapist and an abusive person. So. Okay, did they like go up to TJ and say, "Hey, because of this, we're not giving I doubt you it. time"? No. So they I just so. said, "You're not going up tonight." I just think they. I don't think he even asked. He just showed up, and then didn't they never said anything to him? They didn't talk to him, and then he left. Oh, I thought that, that was my understanding. I, I thought there was more of like a scolding that happened with that whole thing. I don't know. I can you pull up the article? Should we read it? Well, I don't know if he said like if Byron said, "Hey, like we like we as the open mic." Yeah, decided that you can't. I mean, and I'm sure that. Um. I mean, that seems way more aggressive to be, for him to be like, hey, can I put my name on the list? And then for, for him to be like, no. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't seem like anybody's style. Right. That seems too aggressive. Um, well, also, it's the open mic. I mean, I don't know. Mike check. If TJ Miller comes to... Mike check. If TJ Miller comes to an open mic night... All right, if he came to my mic, I would want to have him on the podcast. I'd love to talk to him. Although the, the thing that's so disappointing when these people get um, canceled or whatever, these accusations come out, they never talk about it. I mean, like when all the Chris Hardwick stuff happened and then he came back with his podcast like months later, I, I tuned in to listen to him talk about it because it's like I'm a fan. I want to hear your take on this. Yeah. And they don't talk about it. Same thing with Brian Callen, you know, and then now there's new accusations about oh, Chris that's who that was? I, I heard – Someone in the scene has been like reprimanded for something. I I knew Crystalia was like grooming girls or whatever that were underage. Accused, accused. I mean, right, I, right, I've right. read all the stuff where there was like the full transcripts of what was put on there. I mean, and it seems a little sh- shadier than they represented in that uh, L.A. Times article. Really? Well, yeah, because they only put like half of the half of the text, and then the next one is like one of the girls who was. Uh, you know, accusing him or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, I'm 18." And then the next text is, "Oh, bye, sorry, I didn't know." You know, it's like, "Call me when you're 18." And then he oh. gets another text from that girl later, and she's like, "I'm 18 now." So it's like, "What the fuck?" You know, <laughs> what you know? <laughs> Where was all that in the middle? Yeah, yeah. Um, just based here's here's the actual article from 2018, September 18th, 2018, Byron Graham. Uh, a year and a half ago, I would have regarded a surprise drop-in from T.J. Miller with pride, a gracious benediction of a humble Colfax open comic or open mic from a man who'd reached the pinnacle of success most only hoped for in forgiving in the unforgiving field of comedy. Do you I, want me to read it? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm illiterate, really. No, you're doing great. On September 7th, I showed up to uh, at the Lion's Lair expecting the co-host another unremarkable evening of comedic experimentation and instead was confronted with a moral conundrum when I spied Miller lurking near the entrance. <laughs> I think I was there. I think I remember seeing him. I showed up after he had left. That might have been it for me, too. Because, yeah, I walked in and I was like, why is it's a weird vibe in here? What's going on? And they were like, fucking T.J. Miller can't be on the on the fucking open mic so yeah i mean i don't know let me just i mean there are plenty of other comics that are here that have had accusations that they give stage time to so it's like come on who are you i don't know you're taking a stance on this guy yeah 
In light, a sturdy charge. I didn't feel I could follow the protocol and still face myself in the mirror, so I brushed past the performer, and I previously would have greeted eagerly, making a beeline for the green room where I ruminated until my co-host, Roger, arrived. We quickly agreed that while we were too cowardly to confront Miller directly, we both were unwilling to grant him the platform of even the... Oh, my God. Something stage we call home. I am ig- ignonymous. Byron likes to use big words. So. Yes. Um, uh, Miller, Lewis, CK, blah, blah, blah. I quickly agreed. Miller directly was unwilling to grant him the platform of even the ignotimus. Ignot- See what I'm saying? Are you doing the, lo- the, the search lookup? Yeah, <laughs> usually you can speak it, but so it's you know it's whatever adjective about lions later layer essentially and how they feel about ignominious. it. Ignominious, ignominious stage. Yeah, is that humorous? Well, comedy clubs may be willing to uh, to spotlight such villains <laughs> of the Me Too movement. Oh my God. <laughs> this was at the pinnacle of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, p- people, I think, did protests while he was performing at Comedy Works. Oh, Not a lot, okay. but some people so were there. So that's maybe where this all came from. But if you just want to read ahead for a couple sentences, I think I covered it. They didn't really directly go up and tell him. Yeah, so they didn't say – they didn't um... – oh, Maybe TJ knew that like people were protesting at Comedy Works – Walked in, felt a bad vibe, and was like, "All right, I can't." Well, yeah, when the host is like ignores you and go, yeah. "Yeah," when you're a big deal and they do that, and I'm sure he's got an ego, so he's just like, "Fuck this," and left. Because if he can't get up right away, then you know he's just he's like, gonna whatever. wait around. Yeah, for- <laughs> so yeah, because TJ's from Denver, but he didn't like cut his teeth here, uh, comedy wise. He went to uh, Chicago and got in that whole improv crew. Okay, and so a lot of people associate him more with Chicago improv, but he's from Denver. Interesting. Yeah. What's their other big one? Looney's? Um, no, not Looney. I'm, no. Um, what is that in, called? In Chicago. Uh, Second City. Laugh Factory. I don't know what the club is, but the Second City is the improv stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so they asked the bartender. He lines up proprietor. Tony responded to our fevered queries. He said, you guys can do whatever you think is right. After an unusually long and fraught backstage conference, Norquist and I stated or settled on engaging in an increasingly less oblique campaign of public shaming. Oh, so they just like berated him on stage? Because they used to do. So, okay, so they like shit talked him on their double mic open mic. So they, yeah, less than oblique. A campaign of public shaming, hoping to ratchet up the discomfort level. Uh, Miller would be uh, compelled to vacate the premises. Oh, well, that's weird. Didn't they just that's gaslight kind of a the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, not There's, ideal. They they're saying what? The, I mean, I would if if I were that turmoiled, I would have had a, hopefully had the balls to just say, I don't know if we can get you up tonight. Sorry. Rather than being like. I'm, you know, 
being a good or bad person and then going up and be like, fuck that bad person. He's a fucking bad person. Well, Norquist apparently uh, decided backstage, I'm just going to keep saying, reflect on your sins. Okay. <laughs> it's going to get very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So they didn't, they just didn't tell him from what it sounds like. Oh, look at this. This kid has a fucking igloo and a half. Yeah, so they just kind of ripped him on stage. Highlights included the proper way to apologize to saying I'm sorry and give it up for a comic you won't be reading about in Jezebel. I don't understand that. Here you go. Uh, well, I want to read it, dude. I know, but it's just dead space at this point. I mean, we've you kind can't of cut it out. I don't want to. I don't like editing like you do. All right, okay. Because you sorry, said sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. I, I noticed that my episode. There was times when I was like, "Oh, there's a part missing." Yeah, yeah. I, I cut up. You know the things that I don't think would uh, make you seem very. Well, maybe maybe I'll just make a note and <laughs> try and do the same here. Um, all right, we have another ride in. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the dead space. Sorry, it's you got it's totally you seem okay. Upset and I'm sorry I upset you. <laughs> You're forgiven. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, right on. All right. Uh, okay, here we go. This one's called Edibles, and then Ethan is a homo at gmail.com. I don't think that's a real email address. Could be. It could be. Uh, Shh. My friends and I wanted to take a vacation up to Vail for the weekend. We wanted to get some edibles, so we bought up some edibles, brought up some edibles to this kid's house. We drank the first night, and that was all good. And the second night, two of my friends popped 20 milligrams, and the rest of us popped 50 milligrams. The second we took the edibles, we knew we were fucked. After about an hour, we were all on Mars. The two sober people were really annoyed, so they were gone. It it was two people's first time doing it. My buddy had a resting heart rate of 202 BPM and his Apple Watch was freaking out. His brother, they were twins, started freaking out when he saw his brother going crazy. They were both tripping out and the rest of us were on another planet. One of my friends pissed himself. Oh my God. One of my friends pissed himself and he was on the shitter throwing up and shitting and pissing himself. Whoa. We don't know why we were so fucked up that night. No clue who the guy that gave them to us was. But we didn't do edibles for a long time after that. When was the first time you smoked weed or edibles or whatever? I mean, I tried it when I was like 16. Um, I didn't really get high. and then uh, You didn't? No, no. Oh. Something about, I don't know if I was inha not inhaling right or yeah. something. And it wasn't until, yeah, probably about 18, uh, 18, 20, somewhere in between there that uh, I was really into hookah because okay. the, the only thing to do in, in Greeley, where I'm from, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're not 21, uh, was go to this hookah bar, Istanbul. And so I got my own hookah eventually, mm -hmm. and I put a bunch of weed in it, and I definitely got super high from that, you know. You did. House, you went, yeah. And how much did you put in the hookah bowl? We like, I, I spread it. it in with the tobacco. So, okay. You know, filled the bowl up, I guess. I bet that would fuck you up more because there's like stimulant. Yeah, it's material. like kind of it's an like a extreme mookie. spliff. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I remember cherry flavored. The first couple times, like trying weed out when I was in high school, it felt like more severe than an acid trip. Like later in life, when I would try acid, college and stuff like that. But um, I do remember it being like when I'm hearing about these kids say like, "Oh, I was tripping out," and my friend pissed himself and stuff like that. I do remember times where like it was like, and it was just weed. And now I like smoke weed air day and it's um it's it's weird how it doesn't affect you the same anymore you know yeah i mean the body's ability to uh tolerate was it because it's like or like a foreign substance that like you're introducing into your mental capacity yeah it's just like drinking you get a you get used to it you know so you have to keep upping it yeah i don't drink so i wouldn't know Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I love when uh, JD's at the open mics and uh, he's like, "You want this beer?" I'm like, "You don't want it." He's like, "I just didn't want the fucking bartender fucking bugging me and shit." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been harder and harder to do that lately. Usually, I'd go and not drink anything. Yeah. Not, every now and then, I'd grab something because I feel bad. Like at Lions Lair, I do that a lot just because the bartender stares at you. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> so. Yeah, just so you know, because you're supposed the whole idea, the whole reason they're having it there is so that to support their business, you correct? Know, to sell drinks and stuff. So I feel bad sometimes if I don't have the money, I can't. But when I do, I I will, you know, grab a drink here and there. Absolutely. But then it's always weird because then I go up to a comic being like, "Hey, do you want this?" <laughs> they're like, "Why did you roofie it?" <laughs> I'm like, I know it seems weird, but I just don't want to drink it. Yeah, that was the last thought in my head. <laughs> I, I checked the bottom though I did you know so it wasn't the last thought it was it was second it was to like last. the second yeah <laughs> <laughs> was what was your first thought what a nice young man oh okay thank you thank you it was free beer uh. yeah I don't give a fuck about drinking too much when I do I wanted to get drunk for sure but uh if it's just in the middle it's kind of like eh. yeah I mean if I, I only have one I get a headache and then it's not worth it and then if I drink too much and I get a headache and it's not worth it a lot of headaches. Yeah, my head hurts. <laughs> my <laughs> head hurts. Partain- partaking of substances. Absolutely. All right. In the in the movie right now, it's it's pretty much getting to the pinnacle of what we uh, came here to do. And I think this kid's name is Alex, if I remember. It's not Kevin McAllister anymore. Yeah, it's a different kid. Yeah. Not we even sh- the same family. All the, <laughs> all the same dynamics. I was going to say, because like... The, the mom with the super red hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in there. And they're going for the Catherine O'Hara red hair. Is that her name, Catherine O'Hara? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a great picture of her with, like, a huge swoop, and someone put a guy surfing yeah, that's funny. that in there. I From thought. Beetlejuice. <laughs> is she in that? Yeah. Is that where it is, probably? Probably. She had some crazy hair in that. She was an artist in that movie. What was the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? It would he would show up. Yeah, yeah. Way to oh, go. hey, <laughs> that would have been great if roommate Nick came out of that. Time. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, or maybe T.J. Miller showed up. <laughs> Here, do you want to grab my phone? I feel like you yeah, should. Give me that. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> oh, is this Harry Potter Town? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it? from where we, my when I turned thirty, we went to uh, Harry Potter World. <laughs> Oh my Florida. god! You want it back? Sure. No, no. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, I just feel like you still have some residual no, <laughs> hard feelings from me having your phone. It's okay. Okay, he tried to for the audience. He tried to grab it back like twice, but I was still reading, so I didn't want to give it back to him. But you were you were like reading like this, and so I'm like, uh, 
There's a lot of duty do. I think I should cut some of that out. I mean, I think your audience deserves it. Yeah. yeah. The audience deserves you to try and give them the best show. Every time. Ethan. Yes. Every time. And if that's cutting out some of my, mum- my mumbly reading, hey, by God, that, give it to them. That's what it takes. Yeah. Put I some compression it. on it. Get a multi-band compressor. Compress the own. Oh, what in the hell is going on here? He's they put- went hardcore with uh, animals in this movie because he's got a bird. He's got a rat. Yeah. And they went hardcore with the Buzz, his brother, the Buzz character having a bunch of, uh, Horn. you know, hor- uh, horny women. Uh, well, he's horny, so he has a bunch of, like, half-naked women posters is what I was trying to get at. <laughs> so he, this guy just took down a street sign. Down a street sign and put a mailbox there so that no one would drive down there i guess yeah yeah i guess that's what it and it's weird that like he used like a weird saw when you could have just used like some other it's an angle grinder it is yeah but that wouldn't saw through it would it yeah well if you have the right uh blade on it the right extent yeah Yeah, that's why you get an angle grinder to you could do you know you could uh you've done some woodwork that's right yeah yeah i mean that's metal work but (laughs) i'm currently building a uh uh a record, a table slash holder for uh, Andreas Bessero. He commissioned record, me. A record table holder. Well, uh, it's a uh, table to hold his records, but then there's also a compartment to hold the records. Got it. Okay. So he can hold okay. his uh, record player on. I thought top. you meant that he might be trying to be like a DJ. No, and I think okay. he just likes vinyl. Yeah. yeah Something I've learned from him on the podcast is he loves antiquing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you could actually like throw together a bunch of good cheap gifts. For like Christmas for him, I mean vinyls. <laughs> you can go to like Angelo's off Broadway and find vinyls, like really good that, ones. For oh, a couple Angelo's bucks off Broadway, like, right? I was no. thinking Angelo's off Colfax, which is an axe throwing bar now. Yeah, you've talked about that a bit in your stand-up, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, because I was driving down to uh, Brews down mm-hmm. on Colfax, and so these things. I do this whole bit about how I'm an axe man, and so like all these axe things are popular right now. So it's just like these things keep popping up out at me. So would you be a Gimli? No, no, I want to be an Aragorn. Okay, I would like want to be Legolas. Yeah, you like uh, being at a distance and shooting at your not necessarily. Your I like that. I like that the elves can like they're light on their feet. Like it's like snowshoeing for them. You know? Did Did you notice that? In yeah, the, I think yeah. the Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was sinking, sinking knee into high. The snow. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and their language is I mean, just. It's epic. I th- I mean, el- um, dwarves do live a pretty long life. They do die eventually, but uh, you know they weren't actually um, made by the creator. How do you uh, mean? Iluvatar didn't create dwarves. He created elves and men. Oh, really? Yeah, and then one of his, you know, god, other angel god um, beings wanted to imitate him, like they wanted to be like him. So they tried to make, and they were. We're waiting for men and elves to come into the world, and as he's doing that, he got bored and he made dwarves. Got it. So he, but he doesn't have the flame eternal, which is what gives life, and uh, so he couldn't like make them autonomous. You know, they couldn't think for themselves or anything, and they would only like move. Is yeah. that why elves and dwarves like don't like each other that much? Possibly. There was the whole thing because his the the god that made him, I can't remember, not Mandos. Um, but the yeah they do they're doing a whole shock thing in the movie, a la uh, the first two. <laughs> Let me pause it and finish your finish your thought on Lord of the Rings. Um, 
so the the being that ma- made dwarves his wife the one that he's married to made the ants because she was like your creatures weren't part of the grand s- scheme of things so they're not going to have respect for my creatures which are you know um plants and stuff like that and they mm-hmm. can't defend themselves so she created the ants basically to like have defend you know plants and animals against you know, men and elves and you know just uh cre- the other creatures and so they have you know they're kind of since they weren't part of the original plan mm-hmm. you know they, they kind of clash with everything and they kind of have a chip on their shoulders because it's like uh, we weren't they're kind of the stepchild of the universe and but they have their own language that they don't speak to anyone else the dwarves really yeah yeah they have their own like secret dwarf language and then no one knows what happens to them when they die because they originally the the creator uh character found out that this guy had created these beings and he's like i didn't do this i didn't give you permission to do this i'm gonna kill all these things Mm -hmm. and then he was like oh i'm sorry i was just trying to be like you dad basically is what the (laughs) the god guy said so he took pity on his his creations and so he gave them the the flame eternal uh you know actual like life the life force but he was like, well, since you did this, they're going to come after my, my two creations, elves and men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they come, yeah. and um, To try and steal the life force or just? No, just to be be in the world. He's okay. like, they still won't come before my things, but uh, they will be part of it. But, you know, it's going to be there. We don't know what's going to happen to them yet. Interesting. And they don't know what happens. They have their own, like, religion, but they don't have, like, a set thing of like what so, happens to them after they die. When Gimli found out that the mines of Moria, like all of his ancestors, had been destroyed, was that Smaug that did that, and then that he just didn't know about it? Or no, that was uh, the Balrog. Basically, did that because they because um, after the Balrogs were um, also kind of fi- fallen angels, fallen Maiar, which are basically what um, Gandalf and all the wizards are. But what the wizards did is when they came down, they took weaker form so that they couldn't be tempted to um, try and seize power, seize Middle Earth for themselves. Oh, so they weird. put themselves in like a limited form, which are these old men. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and it's, um, it's kind of weird that you say that, and I, I just go back to like how Gandalf could never carry the ring to Mordor because he's like, it's too much temptation for me. Yeah, yeah. Because the ring will start working on in anybody as quickly as it can, you know, and it will corrupt... What does the ring mean to you? Like uh, temptation, I mean, you know, and it's, you know, uh power corrupts. I thought know? it was always like a reference to heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think Tolkien did heroin, so no. I don't know if he could have been he could have been making an al- uh, an allegory. Yeah. Is that what that is? But he doesn't like allegory. Uh, Tolkien's always said he he wasn't making a, a you know. A oh, he wasn't drawing like similarities to this type of situation or this type of human being or whatever. He tried to do it all from scratch. Well, is that what you're saying? I mean, well, a lot of people say that Lord of the Rings is an allegory for World War One or World War Two, mm-hmm. um, and sure, sure there are similarities because you can't not. Draw, draw from your life which he was in world war one and then his kids went to world war two. Oh, okay so there's a parallel between yeah oh yeah, you're yeah. kidding i didn't yeah. know that yeah you should check out that tolkien movie i think it's on hbo okay they did a movie about his life um it's called tolkien and uh 
So, but he was saying he doesn't like those kind of comparisons because then it takes away from the actual work because you're like, oh, this is like this instead of just being in the world. So Interesting. I mean, there are parallels you can draw, and I'm sure there are you know, things he was, you know, may have done subconsciously, but... Uh, but that wasn't his intention. Yeah, he doesn't like looking at things. With Interesting. Interesting. That's why he doesn't want you to compare his, you know, pantheon of gods or whatever to, you know, Greek mythology and stuff like okay. that. Okay, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I love talking about it. Don't so. be. Please don't. I, I love The Lord of the you Rings. You can turn the movie back on. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> That's a line from the movie. I'm sorry it's for Bilbo everything. talking to Frodo. In, in, the fir- in Fellowship? Yeah. He's oh, like, when he goes like, and reaches yeah, for the yeah. ring. When they're in Elrond. Yeah, El- when they're El- in Rivendell. They're Rivendell, yeah. <laughs> Elrond's they're place. They're inside. They're inside Elrond. In a sense, yeah. That's what they should call the um, next uh, documentary about Rivendale. Inside, inside Elrond. <laughs> Man, there's really... Oh, so there's marbles on a carpet underneath. That's kind of like a a classic Home Alone 2 game. Yeah, they did the thing with the Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And they also... Those, the Micro Machines, probably, not Hot Wheels. Yeah, and then when he's running through the streets in New York, he buys three like pearl necklaces and oh yeah uh, yeah and then they slip on those it's a good there was an electrocution thing just like in the second one too but there was literally a bolt of lightning shooting out of this guy's butt and it ripped his pants open um and then there's just a a dumbbell or a barbell of weights tied by a a fishing line and <laughs> oh, they think it's that one, but it's a it's a it's a disguise for something else. Oh yeah, here comes the big ass trunk. Cob- Boom! That would kill someone, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you would break their necks at least. There are all these deep dives on uh, on YouTube about like oh how these things would have killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder uh, what they would have said about the first two. Talk, talk to us about what's going on in this scene. So the female uh, burglaress, um, thief, whatever you want to call her, she's dressed in all white. The thiefstress. Yeah, thiefstress. <laughs> she seems to be taping up his nanny <laughs> uh, in a garage with uh, what looks like athletic tape. It It does. That is no form of Which scotch. I could totally break. Yeah. Athletic tape might be harder to break than duct tape. No. I watched some videos about how you can't, that this guy, like, got duct tape taped up, and it's all about getting, like, leverage. Uh-huh. And he busts through, like, all this duct tape that they put put you in. He's like, anyone can do this, because it's just about getting it started. Yeah, like, ripping just one end, and then it'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he doesn't even, like, tear it with his teeth or anything. He's just, like, strong enough that, like, he, he just pushes it. And then once it starts going, it all goes. It's yeah. It's probably weird to see like a how it's made for duct tape because it's like a mesh, and then there's adhesive, and then they put duck parts in it, and that's they grind up duck beaks and feet, and that's really no. It's ducked. I'm sorry, I was lying. Ducked, like duct duct work. Duct tape. Oh, uh, someone's speaking of not turning off your water. <laughs> And then there's just fishing line, and this guy's like, let me just pull it as hard as I can. And he's getting sprayed in the face. He already got sprayed in the nuts, of course. Oh, there it goes. Here's the the bidet. That was actually yeah, he a, got the bidet. like a sprinkler bidet. He got reverse bidet 
Oh, what a waste of all these books. I know. Man, this... So, when I paused it, there's like 30 minutes left, and it's kind of like... And then he drops the barbell. They kind of notice, like, I think everyone just likes when the bad guys get the shit oh, yeah. kicked out of them, so we'll just capitalize on that as much as we can. Um, it's all basically the same gags over and over again, too. Yeah, it is. It's just in different form. Different house, different kid, yeah, yeah. different gadgets. Different people. They. I wonder how they, like, marketed this, because that's definitely the dumbest of all the uh, robbers, the long hair guy. She's kind of the most witty... But she's also a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, she is. And then the other guy is kind of like the dingus, but the head, the head. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my it's God. Like I'm the four stooges. Just, yeah, it's like, why don't you just roll over to the side and not be sprayed in the face by that? Yeah. Well, Again, it's a movie. Know, yeah. You don't seem like the smartest. Okay, so that's why he did that thing. No, that was so dumb. Did you see that? Yeah, the street cleaner guy didn't go. The snowplow guy. Yeah, it's like he's never plowed that street ever. <laughs> yeah, in his he's life. totally forgot about he's like, it. It's my first day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Lucky the mailbox break. and car parked in the middle of the street really got him. So they must have some sort of private driveway for this neighborhood in a way. This guy, he put one screw in their door, and he's keeping them out. <laughs> What is that guy from? Do you know? He looks like uh, the dude from Mission Impossible 2, the bad guy, but I don't think that's him. He's like the Costco version. Okay. Here's a a shoe, bungee cord. There's a whole thing with bungee cords and flour. And it says, have a nice day on, on the underwear. Bam. And he yeah, so shot he back a, like someone popped him in the face <laughs> with a shotgun. Yeah, so he's got definitely like a 20 bag, uh, twenty pound bag of flour with a water balloon. <laughs> so the water balloon, even though the water balloon was behind the flour, the water balloon hit him first to w- get him wet, and then the flour hit him. Oh, he's also in, he's like the bad guy in Italian Job. He's the bad guy in Blue Streak. He's always playing like a. He's in the Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's always like the Russian bad guy. There's one behind enemy lines. He's in that too with Owen Wilson. Someone someone said the guy with the crooked nose to me. That was like Gen Z, and I was like Owen Wilson. They're like, yeah. Did you know who his brother is? And I'm like, yes. Luke Wilson. Yeah. Gen Z, you guys need some help. They also have a, a brother who's like a a director. Oh, really? It's kind of like Peyton Manning, Eli, and then Cooper Manning. Yeah, I have a CBS All Access right now. I got the free trial to watch The Stand, but then they also have all the Comedy Central roasts, and I just watched the one with Rob Lowe. And um, (laughs) uh, what were you talking about? Because I just lost it all. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, Owen Owen Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those guys. Cooper. Uh, Cooper Manning. Oh, yeah, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning was in, uh, in the roast of Rob Lowe, okay. which is so weird. It is. Peyton Manning is an interesting, like, comedian athlete in a way. Like, his humor – he does have, like, a sense of humor, but it's kind of like a, a weird, dry Will Ferrell humor, in my opinion. But you can always expect people to laugh at something that he says in any given point of time. 
Well, I think he gets a lot of goodwill because they don't expect him to be funny. So all he has to do is deliver a joke for decently. Yeah. And yeah, because they were all like, oh my God, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning came, brought it. And I was like, eh. Someone brought it for Peyton Manning. And yeah, he yeah. Someone it. wrote his jokes. Yeah. And all he had to do was not fuck up. Dude, and Coulter was also on that one. And that was weird. So I, it's funny you watched that one. I watched the, um, who the fuck was it? Uh, James Franco one. Oh, if that you, rapist. What? That rapist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Andy Sandberg has a great set in that one, and he's uh, he's just, like, lamely roasting people, and he's like, burned, gotcha. It's one of the best roasts of anything I've ever, ever Rob seen. Rob Riggle kind of does that in his whole thing, too. He's like, gotcha, you have bad teeth. Bad, <laughs> bad teeth, I gotcha. Um, it's funny, though, because uh, I mean, who, who would you – who could show up at your mic and you wouldn't put up then? You know, what level of person? I'll, I'll tell you this. If Franco came, you'd let him on? James Franco, I mean. I, I thought you were talking about local. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever. If it was local. Like, how big would they have to be? Or what would they have had to have done? Um, I don't know. I mean, the open mic is not, I don't know. That's a really good question. It's for everyone. It, it's for everybody. Yeah. Um, if Woody Allen showed up, I guess. Hey, I'd really like to do your open mic. <laughs> well, Woody Allen, the whole thing with him was that he like married his adopted daughter, right? He never adopted her. Uh, but they're married now, right? Yeah. I remember him being at like Lakers games or Knicks games, and she was like sitting on his lap Sue and me. shit. Yeah. So, that's how the relationship started, apparently. They went to games together. <laughs> I think that I would give them time on stage and just if light them early or something, maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Would I let James Franco do a five-minute set at Stoney's? Probably. I probably would. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to... Not give James Franco time. <laughs> no, no. Mic. I just I'm my, my reason for running the open mic is for people to exercise stage time. Um, and, you know, that very well my perspective could change in the future because byron had been doing that mic for years so you know i can't knock him for making his decisions that's his decision yeah yeah that's our decision but i can tell you this noah hubler has said some very very racy kind of things mm -hmm. or edgy i should say and um i know he got suspended for something maybe there was something that he did at Chirito that was just like, whoa. And um, I, I kind of, the only person that I will allow to plug music in and do a, a set is Ben Kronberg. That's, I've made that decision up in my mind that I don't want Noah rapping at Stoney's. Oh, is that what he tried to do? He's, he's always trying to like do weird put, stuff, put a beat on and do some sort of freestyle. <laughs> and there's a couple lines that hit here and there, but like, I just, it's it's not really something that I want to do for for that, if that makes sense. What if I want? Well, if I came with my guitar, you wouldn't let me plug in. I mean, do it acoustically. No, I'd let you plug in. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, I I think about trying to do stuff like Ben Kronberg all the time. You know, I love that. You know, um, you call him uh, Bo Burnham yeah. type stuff. That's like more performance art, but funny. You know, man, that stuff is so unique yeah. and What's good that? when it's done well man it is awesome there's a guy named like andy or anthony 
he used to do stuff with uh, Ben Kronberg, and he he always oh, brings long his, hair guy. Yes, yes. Fuck, what's his name? Anyway, uh, yeah, he he does it well, and like, yeah, if you want to bring your guitar and do stuff like that, but I think you have to earn it. You have to show up yeah, a couple exactly. times, and like, if you're like, I don't know, you know, kind of earn that trust, you know? Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll find out how this thing is gonna go, and I'm super. You seem excited. nervous. I am, dude. If you can't tell, I'm stressed to the max this week. Let alone being at like my regular job, like, um, and just you know working with Trey. I kind of got in my head this week about the whole process and was second guessing everything. Like what? That we have people coming in from out of town, and um, he was saying that we maybe could promise them a twenty to thirty minute set at an open mic. That's what I said. And, and that's where I said, no fucking way, because that's at least four to five of my comic friends that I could put on stage. And because their shows got canceled in Texas, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That you doesn't, know, yeah. I mean, if they want to come in and do five minutes. Yeah, show, that's sure. That's the gig. But I don't care if you're like Dave Chappelle himself. I would. That's. Not I mean, true. yeah, you let him up and do whatever. That's a different thing. That's different. Yeah. But just, like, just these, yeah. But have you ever heard of. I can't even remember her name. <laughs> Let me look it up because I, I doubt you've. That's. I mean, that's the, the problem with uh, having a boss. You know, I know you have and to do producer. what he says. And so, but like, I had to negotiate it with him, and he's. He understands after I kind of, like, told him why, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be the one catching the heat, from the other comics. If you're promising people, he's like, I didn't promise him anything. He just kind of. He's very respectable. It's her name's Hillary Begley. Let me see a picture. Just because I'm bad with names, everybody, I'm not trying to be weird. But I mean, what is he getting out of them getting twenty minutes, though? I mean, like it's it's to make the first show really great, you okay. know, or whatever, giving the comics a treat. But I told him that he's like, "What's the max that you would give her?" This is I don't know if you can see her face. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't recognize her either. And he sent me the set and says she's got a good 10-minute uh, set here. And I go, you know, maybe when she shows up and when everyone's signed up and, and I see how many comics are actually there because they, they're in the blue right now because they got approved for the five-star thing or whatever. Okay. So we can put more people in there and we're going to negotiate on this Friday to see how we can do that. Now, when she comes in, and I think she's coming in from Cheyenne or something. I'm going to have to talk to her and go, listen, more people showed up than we thought we did. I'm glad to give you some time, but I'm going to give you the light at five to seven. If you're doing, if you're just absolutely crushing it, yeah. you know, if not, we'll see, but that's, and yeah. so there, there is stuff that I'm, I'm stressed about that you can tell when you're like, I'm sorry, you seem pissed. It's, it's not you. It's, it's it is you Thank no you. <laughs> i knew it no no i just there's there's so much going on for me this week that i'm having a hard time balancing and i want to be fair to everybody and um i can't even imagine the pressure on you you know because most people start an open mic and it's just them talking to the bar people and they don't have like this kind of producer guy or people you know like savage entertainment mm -hmm. over over them and it's a it has to be an added level of uh it is stress. It's, it's confusing because uh people are reaching out to him as an entertainment company production. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they were just trying to kind of get away with, 
you know, I need to practice this set or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, we negotiated it. Everything's fine with that. But there are there were things that were concerning to me for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. Because you're the the face. I mean, exactly. people are going to blame you if they think it's not going right. well or whatever. And I can already tell that some people that I talk to. Uh, they don't believe in me as much as I do, and that's totally fine. And I'm here to prove them wrong that I can run a super dope open mic down at Stoney's. That's uh, 1111 Lincoln Street. Uh, but w- we'll see, you know. I want you to just have a good time, man. This I is for too. you to become a better host, you know, get your stage time. Just it'll do that. it'll all work out. It's just yeah, yeah. I don't want to set a weird precedent on the very first mic. Yeah, I mean things will change. No one will. No one's gonna hold you to anything, I right. guess, except your bosses. But <laughs> that's <laughs> why it's so weird. Because yeah, I mean, I have the bosses at Stoney's, and then yeah, the bar people at Stoney's are gonna to be telling you what to do. Does uh Batman and does he do comedy? Because no. I've never seen him go up. I just see him uh, at all the mics. I think I've seen him do comedy twice. Which he kind of runs almost all the mics at this point, right? He does. He does. Savage um, Entertainment is this one, two guys. Just one. for the audience, just the one guy mm-hmm. who's starting an entertainment company. Is that mm-hmm. what he's like labeled as? And yeah. Now he's uh... But there's some genius into what he what what he's doing, especially with COVID protocol, is that we're all signing up online. Uh, yeah, which, which I hated that I, know, I had to sign up online. I know, but here's the reason why we do it is because at that point you can cap the list and ensure to the club or the bar that we're gonna follow their guidelines so we're lucky enough just to have this open mic sure. revive it from jeremy peicher and megan DePonso. we're lucky enough to have this opportunity so we want it to go swimmingly so when the guy goes you know brian from stoney says hey we need this to be capped off at 40 comics that way we can say okay so and so didn't show up you know this this and this so um there's gonna be a lot of sanitization and um did I fuck that word up? It'd be sanitizing. Sanit- yeah. Well, uh, sanitizing. I don't think that's a word. Sanitary. Yeah. Things going Sanit- on. Yeah. Except I never wash my hands, so. No. Or my butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I wash my butt. With the bidet. Um, Hot water. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're a, you're a sound nut like I am, so I will be going in on Friday morning to, like, you know, <laughs> there's do another. a sound check. Yeah, there's, there's a... So the naked woman cut out. Yeah, with an incredible side movie. boob. I guess it's Fox. Yeah, there's a side boob cut out, yeah, carpet cut out. Boob. There's the old Ferris Bueller gig. Yep, you called it. Yeah, it's like the stuffed animal in the bed sheets. Uh, it, oh, and now that there's a uh, rat. There's a mouse in his crotch. In she's his definitely going to hit him in the crotch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she's covered in, I think, sewage. Yeah. Uh was that a field hockey stick? I Croquet, think so. man, maybe. Oh no! Kind of bam! Sport. It jumped out. Oh, he's got a terrible haircut. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The mic thing. I mean, it's just I feel bad because it's another layer of uh, responsibility on your shoulders from just yeah. another person. Like, um, I used to do, I used to do a live podcast and I and I ran my, my show at Mutiny for a while, and it was nice because I just yeah I used to do same a with, show on same Saturday nights. Crawford. Uh, Talk and shop. He would record a oh, mutiny. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I do remember. That. So they they've been great to the community of comedy. Yeah, mutiny was the best when I started. Like uh, Timmy Lasley ran a show there. Yeah. Um, on Saturdays that um, and then she she stopped her show, 
Um, and then I talked to the the owner uh, mm-hmm. about uh, putting my show comedy. Say the video starts. A music it was a music video nice. comedy mashup show. So the comics would pick music videos they liked, and then we'd riff over on Beavis and Butthead style. Mm-hmm. And they do like five minutes up top. And, uh, you know, whole multimedia thing going on. But anyway, so I talked to the one of the owners of Mutiny when she stopped. And there's actually some controversy because she wanted to hand over the mic to uh, Georgia and Mary Moreno. Really? Yeah. So she thought that – and it's kind of – it was kind of um, a tradition, I guess, that the host would hand off their show to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I heard she was ending it, I just started talking to the – Yeah, the, the owner of Mutiny, Jim who's the mm-hmm. best guy and you have to do everything through him like you have to go in there in person and talk to him you can't do it online because that's sure. just the kind of guy he is sure so i talked to him about it. he's like yeah let's put it here it seems to work great because they have a whole you know multimedia setup and then timmy got mad and then they put went George, over yeah but yeah she thinks whatever. i went over her head and um but i mean i was talking to matt and stuff and he's like hey man like you know she doesn't own this place we do <laughs> we get to say what goes there right. you know so what's george's last name again uh, Comstock. She used to go by Georgia Ray. Okay, that's uh, I was no, gonna say. Just I, Georgia Comstock. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So her and Miriam would do a show before mine, or I think they moved that to Fridays, and then I had the Saturday show for a long time, and then even Dan- Daniel Reskin started doing his show Casa de Haha after mine. And uh, but I mean, I just was thinking like, man, if I had someone else telling me what to do with my show, I'd be like, it's just another stressor. And I know I keep saying it like it's a bad thing. No, no, no. I'm it's, sure you get a lot of benefit from the set. What, what are the benefits of that? Uh, that a lot of the part. stuff is kind of set up for me. You just show up and you're you're the host. Yes, that's nice. Um, the pay is is just clear cut, and um, you do get money. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, most of these things aren't for any money. And, but I mean, people have been asking me like, why didn't you just do it yourself? And it's like, I mean, what I should have could have, but I, I actually do like having some sort of backing. Cause listen, he's going to be doing a lot of advertising on it that like, you know, I'm okay with like, you know, advertising an episode here and there, um, kind of have some sort of formula, but I, I need to change it up. He he's kind of ahead of the time. He um, makes sure that the, we're not going to have a storm blowing through, and to kind of like let people know, hey, we're cutting the mic early for weather. Um, he's got a website and everything. You know, that, all that work that you don't think necessarily is part of it. He's already taken care of. Right, and he has uh, visions about um, branching out into you know parts of. California, Texas, you know, the surrounding areas so that if there's people coming from New Mexico, we can also send our Denver comics down there. And there's kind of like, you know, some sort of agreement to like let them on stage, give them time, but not 20 to 30 minutes. I mean, there's there's things there's things we've had to negotiate and stuff. And he's been very very uh open minded to like my concern yes. yeah i was worried that he's like this is how i want to be in this but he doesn't understand if he's not a comic right right right. was my concern but yeah i talked to a tall guy about it um and i was like did you know this he's like well like i disagree with it too so it, it was a lot of like kind of calling his bluff and i wanted to see you know like if he would say my way or the highway but it's not like that that's good that's good and so when i explained to him my concerns he was like okay yeah that makes sense i guess we can't give him that much time because i kind of broke it down and you know we'll see it Can, should be an exciting yeah because it seems like 
one, if she doesn't do well, then people are going to leave, especially if they're like, why isn't she, why isn't she getting the light? Because it's exactly. not a showcase. It's not a showcase. Exactly. It's an open mic. So people are expecting open mic sets, five-minute sets or whatever. Correct. And then to throw in this thing is like, what are we doing? Yeah. And no one's going to be paying attention anyway, so it's already kind of set up for her to not have a great set. Yeah, so I think that like if Mike Stanley came through – you know, I'd give him a couple more minutes to, on top of everyone else. You know? Right, but I'm sure he would still stick to the open mic protocol. Yeah. Right, and especially if if this Hillary girl is so, like, like she's making it, she has to know how these open yeah, mics work. Knows, yeah. So I think it was kind of wrong for her to ask for mm-hmm. that much time from a place that she doesn't stick around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's some weird hubris right there give me 20 minutes but um just you mentioned mike stanley and that made me remember greg Baumhauer. yeah i was the host of the squire yes when it was the meanest mike in the world well he was doing he was doing i think thick skin with him for a while he was yeah and i really thought he was a yeah he's funny yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but he's got some issues in those you know yeah and he had to step aside so i know and that's that's a shame but um we're always blessed with you know the Mike Stanleys, uh, Brant Tobler, M- Matt Kobos, when they get to do the yeah, thick Matt's skin. Cool. Yeah, Matt's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude. dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> My hair, dude. No, I, I mean, uh, he says dude like 30 times in a five-minute set. It's it's part of his his shtick. Yeah, yeah, he's got sure. a thing. And I'm just joking around. I know Matt. Matt and I, for you sure. know, he's a cool guy. Uh, I don't. Are you going to go the thick skin thing? I, yeah, I feel like yeah, I, am. It's, I don't know. It's at the South Club, which is less thick skinny. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to this thing where I, I'm not guaranteed stage time when I could go to an open mic and get guaranteed stage time. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just excited to see. Like when we were at Epic Brewing Company, it was great to just see everybody, a, everyone outside. You know, still social distancing and whatnot, but it's um, more of a hang. Cause that, and it that's is. what I missed. And that's Me too. Something I really enjoy in the comedy scene is the hang in yeah, the, so the community. F- the first couple of mics you came to, and you know everyone was kind of getting back into the swing, including myself. That hang aspect wasn't really there yet, so it's like I'm literally here just for my set. Say hello to a couple people and dip out. And as you get more into comedy, it'll be more like that for you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it is nice having uh, Pallet City is a great, great mic. Monkey I, Barrel? Yeah. Okay. I like that one. Yeah. It's just a weird, like, late night Thursday vibe that, you know, I hope to kind of capture in my Tuesday nights. So, And there's going to be Taco Tuesday deals. Um, I'm going to promote a little more. Yeah, they, no, no. They, I, they love got, it. I love dude, it. Dude, Bacardi. Think it's yeah, Bacardi's it. sponsoring it. So Bacardi will have deals on that. Red, Bull, Red Bull's going to be there. And then that's the um, kind of stuff an entertainment company will help you get. Exactly. Bacardi sponsors. Yeah, but I think uh, Stoney's was ready to kind of accept a donation, a general donation for advertising from them. So they were like, this is a good thing. You know, and I said, yeah, personally, I don't drink as much Bacardi as the average person, maybe. And I don't she think I stand up. <laughs> no, but I was like, I pushed uh, Brian from Stoney's. I'm like, hey, Red Bull, you said they're going to be there. Can we do a vodka like deal so we can kind of incorporate that into our advertisement plan and, uh, you know, kind of do the Red Bull vodka, a tequila, and then tacos, maybe some sort of cheap margarita. We'll see. We're going to be kind of pushing to make this um, cost efficient for the comics. Uh, great 
uh, price points for them to gain from other audience members. And then obviously the hangout aspect is what I'm most concerned about um, with this. Um, I, I think it'll happen naturally and that yeah. people are already excited to hear that that's getting revived. And I spoke with the godmother and godfather themselves. <laughs> but no, I mean, I did want to pass it by someone that's been there before me and they, they've they had my support and vice versa. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, it should be a good time. Oh, look, they got little ice tutus because they got frozen in the um, in the pool. Yeah. And he kind of looked like um, that ice god from um game of thrones there for a sec oh yeah what's yeah. what was that the ice king or something yeah, the night king night king yeah, yeah. he did kind of have that look the night king's coming <laughs> john snow baby all right now the the mastermind villain is in this igloo balling ass igloo yeah dude and uh <laughs> and the parrot's about to like yeah and and i think he says match. start your engines and he does some sort of thing, and now he's oh. realizing that this thing is laced with tons of firecrackers that look nothing more than M80s, if you know your firecrackers. Polly want a cracker? He's totally doing Polly want a cracker. Man, this... Double or nothing, that's what it said. How do they do these movies, man? I mean, like... <laughs> like, what things can... Tropes that's can a, That's use? a robot parrot. And then uh, the parrot busts out of there on the RC car, cub. Boom. Definitely could have been going faster if he flew. <laughs> They're all like, where is this guy? They haven't scanned the perimeter yet. And um, those fireworks were lethal. Explosives. Yeah. They that were guy should be dead. <laughs> Again. Uh, and then here comes the dad coming back to the house like nothing fucking happened. Oh, my God. Where are all That's these a, cop the dad cars? from Smart House. It is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you get one of those for me. Yeah. Like Smart House. Next time. You'll be on the Luck show Luck of again. the Irish. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I was worried. Absolutely. I made you too mad. <laughs> God damn it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got a mean mug, bro. You could like totally intimidate people. I can? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're so smiley. So. Is that it? I'm looking in the mirror right now. I'm trying to get that. No, it's like, good. come on. It's no. more like, Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Like that? It wasn't that playful. <laughs> <laughs> you were not smiling when you said it. Damn, man. Caught me. Caught me on the episode, I mean, man. It's, it's just... I hadn't seen that part of you, so it scared me. I, I assure you. I, I get too that. nervous about that stuff. About what? Uh, people getting mad at me, and I want to jump the gun. I think it's a, you know, we were talking about abusive families earlier. and I think it's, it's a residual thing of that, yeah. I hate, I hate it to bring that back out. You know, well, you know I mean, it's, it's my cross to bear. Now, I'm working <laughs> on it in therapy, and actually my Good. therapist for the past seven or eight years, she just said she's closing her practice, so oh, I don't know what no. I'm do, yeah guess i'm gonna have to get a new therapist well that's okay i mean i think you know i mean i've been with that lady longer than i've been with my wife yeah so when <laughs> she, when she said like i'm closing my practice what was your initial response i mean sad i mean it's just sad because i mean i knew it wasn't gonna last forever you know the yeah. therapy thing but uh i always thought i'd be the one ending it but uh. yeah I mean, I had a, I have a friend that just told me, like my best friends, like I'm moving back to Durango, and I, it's the same feeling. Like I'm, I'm being selfish in the pursuit of my own happiness, because I'm like, well, we can't hang out all the time. Well, yeah, like, it's gonna be better for me, whatever. But um, it's you'll, natural. You'll find someone, and I think, dude, the fact that you do hours of recording a week and editing and stuff like that, and just talking, conversating with people, 
there there is an aspect of this that I think is therapeutic. Now it's not on the level of a a professional pH. Yeah, I mean that is irreplaceable. I mean, yeah, that, that, that kind of therapy is just so. so is she good. gonna have like a recommendation or like? Uh, send... She gave me a, the name of a place that she said that you know the kind of therapy I do is like psychoanalytic therapy because I don't go in with like a oh this is my problem we need to fix it thing. It's been a just like talking about stuff and working through it a long form kind mm-hmm. of stuff and uh um you know she said that uh you know just give me a recommendation for a place but she hasn't anyone she said she would have referred me to before has already retired so uh interesting she doesn't have any names you know so but, but it's a whole weird like kind of dating process with a therapist i'm sure i i never really had to go through that but my wife we talked about therapy and stuff yeah and she's had some bad therapists and apparently it's more common than not to have to go through a couple before you find someone you like. Yeah, I know one of my good friends is dealing with that right now. And she uh, she's like, it's the worst because you you start breaking down to this person. And then there's something. That, and then and you're like, I don't like this one. And then you go do the same dating process and you start over because they want to get, you know, a background of what yeah, you're you kind of essentially. Yeah. And so... I wish you nothing but luck in that <laughs> regard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went specifically because I thought I had a problem I needed to fix, you know, but then just through the the process, I discovered I really enjoyed and got a lot out of the process, so I just kept doing it. Did you think you had a problem still, or did you figure out that it was kind of all Yeah, I mean, head? it's all in my head. Right. You know? It's all in my head. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because, I mean, I, you want to break it down? I initially uh, went in there because I couldn't get a, an erection with a lady i lost it and i was like oh my god what's wrong with me like no this is why i went in (laughs) i had some anger issues uh Mm -hmm. and obviously there's plenty there you know for me to get into but initially i was like why can't why do i keep losing my erections i get so nervous about having sex i was you were all in your head yeah yeah and that's exactly what it came down to i was like oh what's wrong with me am i not a man all these all these issues are part of that and uh yeah, and just through talking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously it was an uncomfortable situation. There's a lot of, you know, other factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, any, any – People uh, are complex, man. I mean, I think – and you're not the only person out there that's had the same issue right, ever. Right, How many times have you lost it this week? <sighs> I mean, we've talked about my cocaine usage, so – It's always hard? <laughs> no. Oh, no. cocaine makes it soft. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, okay. y- like, there's like a re- really fine point of – um when it works like that like it works it works and then uh there's a ton of time where like you just do a little bit too much and then it's it's just doesn't work down there so i think this needs to be talked about more on podcasts not just like oh i'm such a man i fucked everything that moves it's like hey man sometimes you're gonna lose it and that's fine i think that everyone that says hey i'm a man and this and that they're not a realistic person to think that like could happen to you every now and again. Or they're taking blue chew like crazy. I I really think that like I have a theory about chapstick. The more you use it, the more you have to use it because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it conditions you. So if you start using like boner pills, like you're gonna have a dependency on those. It's yeah, it's very possible. And and I know a lot of people that when they go out and party and they partake in narcotics such as cocaine, they bring blue chews with them. And I'm like, dude, that has got to be horrible for your heart (laughs) your heart is like freaking out yeah dude so and then you're really it's an ego thing at that point you're you're trying to protect the ego that you came into the situation with 
with uh, throwing to the wind your health and something down the road that could potentially end your life on the golf course, you know, like mm -hmm. instead of whatevs. But um, yeah, man, uh, thanks for sharing that. And <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a, I liked it, man. I liked the, the vulnerability, the genuine, uh, the gener, what is that? Genuinality? Genuality? Gen genuineness? <laughs> Genuineness is I'm the making word up thinking. like George W. Bush words right now, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's good, man. And I know you'll you'll find some <laughs> something. I'll find my boner again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, anything sad. you want to kind of finish up on with Chupacabras or anything like that? Um, just check it out. It's all uh, on lefthandrightbrainpod.com. You can find links to all the podcasts under the LHRB banner. You can find uh, Let's Get Drunk and Talk About Your Wedding. That's which is the one I missed. Exactly what it sounds like. My wife and our friend Jen uh, get drunk and talk about love stories and weddings and such. Uh, that's a real fun time. Are they time. all successful love stories? No, no. We just had a lady on who was divorced and she still talked about her wedding in Florida and stuff. And it's an interesting story. What was story. the name of that episode? Uh, I think we call it Live and Learn. Live and learn. Yeah, because she's very uh, still has a really good relationship with her ex. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I, um, I mean that that, I mean the hard, whole hard thing with that one was she had to break the, this guy's heart to move on, and now he's with another lady and they're happier, you know. But initially she was like, I, I, if I wouldn't have initiated it, we wouldn't have broken up. And then they would just been miserable. Or she would have been. Uh, he seemed. I mean, he seemed to be fine, but you know, she wasn't happy. And he, it seems like he's happier now, but that whole thing has to be so hard. I'm sure. Um, and and keeping that relationship with someone like that has got to be a trip, man. I've I've thought about that before. Uh, let's see. There was one I saw that. When are you, you gonna watched, uh, propose to your lady? She wanted me to ask. Um, do you love her? I do. I just we're still and we're about a year and a half in, so okay. no proposals anytime when do you soon. Think is enough time to know i don't know if it's a matter of time as much exactly. as it is yes. yeah as much as a That's feeling what she was saying she was <laughs> you guys have an open honest communication well i mean yeah she wishes she had it with you yeah more. well that's she she saw that side of me too and she was like maybe i should talk to jd about this this is the uh this is the uh homeward bound yeah i tried about watch. a quarter way through homeward bound that's nice it, well, I started watching it while I was setting up for um, Reed Thompson, but uh, I just noticed it wouldn't have been. See, there's a lot of like, so here's Freaky Friday, but I thought that was with. It looks to be like a TV series. Okay, because there's. The, the, I'm it's, not sure. It's weird how many like, this is the swap that we watched. Oh, oh damn. I just hit the I grew up one. on that one. The Parent the Trap. Parent Trap. You and then the there's one with the Olsen twins. I mean, there's yeah, not yeah. one with the Olsen twins. Well, there's a, a semi. Is oh, it? Yeah, Hawk and Tori. Hawk and Tori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at how big Hawk's nostrils are. That looks like are. Austin Black, right? That's what <laughs> I keep does, saying dude. every time I see him. I'm like, and some people see it, some people don't. Oh my god, that just blew my. I, I call him mind. Hawk all the time. I don't even know his real name. <laughs> I asked someone at the last open mic. I was like, because this table got up. And they were walking out the door. I said, who is your favorite? And he pointed at Austin Black. And he was like, that guy by far. Yeah, he was good. He's got he's got some good stuff. He came from a different town. And so he'd already uh, had like some what, years on his belt. 
No, I think he came from a different state, Iowa or oh, some okay. shit. Um, and because uh, I remember seeing him on stage when I, I first saw him around, and I was like, he was too polished, yeah. you know, to be too new. Be new, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you're not fooling anyone, Austin. Hear that? I also want to give two shout outs: Austin Langley, Jacob Jonas. Those the Jonas kids, brothers? yeah. No, those two comics. Uh, they're they're tearing it up right now and i was like i want you at the open mic please come so That's they'll nice. be there that's to be super flattering no one's ever asked me to come to their shows i have or their mic you're on one right now well I pre- yeah i mean podcast <laughs> <yeah. laughs> well i knew you were coming to the stonies you've you've confirmed with me right uh we will see will you come to my show yeah you will <laughs> let's you make it official yeah. okay it's been <laughs> a put a ring on it it's official <laughs> I can't guarantee I can buy anything because I don't have any money. So That's totally cool, man. <laughs> That's not why I seek out your friendship. Um, we should get some sort of Disney original channel next time. It's yeah. hard to guess for people what. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. But you actually did a great job of like calling out, you know, this is what's going on and this scene and that scene. Cause thank you, thank you. I think Katie Bowman was just going, oh. Uh, Dude, I, I, was, I was surprised you even got that much out of her with your podcast because she's been on mine a couple times and she gets distracted. Oh, she, yeah. That, that, that girl has OCD. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, awesome wait, chick, that's, but that's right. yeah. ADD. <laughs> yeah, she, she was all over the place. And I know yeah. that you like to like finish conversations and you'll bring it back. So. Yeah, yeah. I like to. I mean, that's when I first started listening to this pod, I was like, man, how can they pay attention with everything going on? But, uh, you know, it's a. T- it's, it's it is different. what it is. Yeah, it's, it's different, different in the room. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, what do you think of the the setup though? This I, I like the big desk. Yeah, it's fun. You have enough uh, drawers and things over here to hold stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is very official. Uh, what What would you like more out of this stuff? I was, out of your podcast in general? Yeah, editing. Uh, no, no. I mean, I haven't noticed anything that was like, oh, he should have gotten rid of that or anything. Um, I But I think one of the things that comes with me trying to, you know, have a more concise thing is taking out certain stuff that, okay. you know, I don't do it as filler. much as like. Uh, you said that you used to do like all the ums. You would edit yeah, out. Yeah. That mean, must have been crazy, dude. I had Elf on recently, the DJ from 93.3, and he says, um every other goddamn word <laughs> really yeah <laughs> you'd think a, like a big broadcaster one, like, would um, be like that no, uh, it depends okay it depends on what he's talking about but you'd think a professional dj would be able to uh cut those out get rid of that for but sure he <laughs> does not and i took out a bunch of them wow How i left some say? in because it sounds natural but yeah also otherwise it I would still just be like about. and it would just jump right to I, it yeah i think it's a, it's nice because it makes the guests sound more intelligent mm-hmm and I think some people do like that, and it's flattering. Yeah. Um, we saved this for the end, but I wanted to uh, give a shout-out to the number one listener, Sierra. I hope you're out there having yeah, fun. Yeah, we didn't get a Tinder thing from her on this. I'm sorry. I don't think Sierra, we did. Uh, she's going to be on the podcast, it. and she's been Oh, man. I'd love to meet her. Them. I'd love to. to she, she'll probably come hear. by the open mic from That'll time to time. Does she do comedy? She should. Sierra's not just your girlfriend? No. Okay. How do you it's know? It's a her? coworker. Okay. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's nice to have support. 
Absolutely. Uh, so she, I think she listens to it on her long car ride. So Sierra, you should uh, honk your Sierra. horn, honk your horn, look to your left, and smile and wave like a psycho to the person next to you. And and how about or keep everyone? your eyes on the road, you know, and just keep one eye on the road, one right eye on the road, and one eye on the left. Just know lane. that you're appreciated. Your ears and your your thoughts and your uh, Tinder yeah, profiles. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, sorry about all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Please don't apologize for that. <laughs> I want to talk about it more. <laughs> well, I asked people, they were like, who's going to be on the show tomorrow? I was like, J.D. Lopez. Do you guys, any, anyone know anything about uh, Lord of the Rings? And this one kid was like, I've never watched it. And I was like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. It's like, yeah, go read the book. Right? Well, I think he was one of the Rydens. Yeah. I think he was the pee pant one. <clears throat> I could tell. The pee panter. Yeah, that guy doesn't sound like he reads books. Who does? I mean, plenty of people. That's <laughs> <laughs> a thriving industry. It is. It is. But audiobooks are on the uprise, tis. the uptick. That is true as well. I would love to get a job at Audible. Would you? Doing audiobooks or something. I had Adam Caton on my, Adam Caton Holland on my podcast. Who, and who is that? He's a Denver comedian. He wrote a book called Tragedy Plus Time. Okay. But he put it out on audio, and I was just talking, picking his brain about the process of doing that, and it was it was really interesting. Hmm. And then, so he uh, narrated his own thing. Yeah, and wow. I think it's best when authors do that. It's That's really what good. I think. Neil Gaiman does a great job of uh, narrating his books. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did like the did he the just like the first chapter of his book, and then <laughs> it was like a generic guy, which I hated. The prologue or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's fu- those are frustrating and hard to listen to. Well, I was gonna say with his accent and how he pronounces words. Still, I want that the whole time. You do. I mean, that's why you tune into an Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, yeah, the author's doing it's the best. Uh, when Sam Talent did his audiobook, I was so like, hey, I, I kind of wanted him to do write? it at my place. He wrote a book called uh, Running the Light. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How long cool. is it? It's a fucking book length. I don't know, a couple hundred like, pages. Okay, really? I think so. Yeah. Wow. And it's a it's like a semi autobiographical, but it's fiction. Hmm. You don't know what it's about? No. He's it's, he's been on like Mark Maron and shit talking about it. Uh, never he, heard of this. He it's um about like a road comic who never made it in his like journey through like doing so all the Midwest stuff. It's like a road dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, but he had a bunch of different comics, like road comics. Read it. So like Burt Kreischer does a uh, a no chapter, way. Jackie Cation does a chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's it's like an amalgamation of all this stuff, which is super interesting. But I was always I thought I was like, oh man, you should come record it at my place, and I could like produce it. But uh, that didn't work or happen, obviously. So he had a way better thing that happened for him. <laughs> right. I thought that he might be one of the most well known, successful comics in the state. Am Sam Talent? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's known because he's a road dog, and he went out to all the fucking places and made a name for himself and all the you know, all the Midwest states and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's a memorable guy. But, I mean, the guy, Adam Catenhall, and I would say, you know, he's had Conan sets. He's had, you know. As a, ben Kronberg, too. Yeah, Ben Kronberg has a late-night set. Okay. Um, I've seen, um, you know, all the Grolix just... guys have, have late-night stuff. Well, except Ben Roy, but because he's too dirty. Ben Roy was a part of that? Yeah, Ben Roy's part of the Grolix. I didn't know that. He's back doing off-Broadway, something off-Broadway. I just saw. Mm, Off-Broadway, interesting. There's, there was a post I just saw in Denver Comedy about no, he's okay. doing some show. Oh, on Broadway, not like in New York off-Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was Broadway, 
street yeah, yeah. in Denver. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a show there. Um, they were the guys that all moved out to L.A. together, correct? Yeah, and they had that show on True TV. Those who can't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't make that correlation. They were big when I was starting, so like yeah, they were yeah. like they're the pinnacle. Okay. Uh, and then we had the Pussy Bros. Right. I mean, they didn't quite reach the same heights as uh, the Grolix, but what do you think Grolix? What was that named after? The, Gro- <laughs> the Grolix are what they call like uh, when they have like a bad word in uh, comic strips or comic books, and they have all the like the exclamation points, the the hashtag sign. Um, those are called Grolix. They are. Yeah. Oh wow! I never knew that. Yeah. Hey, I'm. That's a, that was like a sin when I started not knowing Denver comedy history. You know. <laughs> and We're making it right now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Laughable. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes right. me feel good. You make me feel warm inside. Oh well, you too, man. Thanks for being on. And um, I appreciate it. I hope I don't creep you out by being like, I listen to all your podcasts. Oh, no. no. Stuff. You're, you've been super helpful. And I just like, enjoy listening. So. I know. I know you do. You you consume media like I consume Survivor. It's <laughs> <And> cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say it, it makes me laugh. So. <laughs> well, well, you're welcome. Um, we'll have you on again. I like to give everyone a couple months break in between, but we definitely want to have you on again. Yeah, can't wait. Um, maybe we can bring... I, I've had 66.7% of Chupacabros on now. Yeah, dude. I would love to get uh, the get boys, Scott the in bros here. in here. Dude. Yeah, it's hard. He's got a kid now, so it's, it's uh. I mean, it's like pulling teeth just trying to get him at the podcast. Well, too. it was nice to see him at the open mic earlier uh, last week, I think. That's what we were always telling him. You got to get out there. You got to get out there more because he's so funny. Dude, he's he, so is, funny. he has some great yeah, humor. He's a great joke writer. I think that I was just like, you know, oh, that's who Patrick Scott is. I don't know if we met before that really all that well. Yeah, because he doesn't go out that often. That's what's okay. so hard about it. But Or with him. But just hearing, you know, y'all's voices on the podcast and then getting to put the face with the voice and then, like, hearing his individual stuff. What's up, roommate Nick? Hey, everybody. Um, roommate Nick does not look like what I thought he would. <laughs> what, did, what did you think he <laughs> looked so like? He's so tall. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's him in the flesh, man. Ooh, nice to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Um, yeah, so what What were you just saying? Uh, you're saying you uh, liked hearing, being, being able to put a face oh, to Patrick Scott's Oh, yeah, yeah, Scott's and voice. actually hearing his individual comedy was just a cool experience, and uh, yeah, it, it all came full circle seeing him live. And so. you think I could beat him in a fight, right? He's like 100%. soft dough, and I'm a I'm 100%. Like twisted steel. Yeah, when you wear those like leather jackets, it's a no-brainer. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for being on. No, thanks for having me. Uh, RitterMeThisPodcast.com, write in your own entries, and we will see you all next time. Peace. Peace. This is where we let the rest of the run out while the, the song plays. Get back. You don't know me like that. <laughs> yeah, right on. All right, buddy.